sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. Cubs fans, you're listening to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Sean Sears, and on today's episode, we've got a cold 5-2 loss to the Pirates to discuss. We'll recap the first game of the sec- first segment, excuse me, preview Thursday's series finale with the Pirates, and take a look at the center field position as Albert Almora has struggled while Hap is still in Iowa trying to figure things out. We'll discuss that and go over the NL Central standings here in the second segment. You can get Locked on Cubs in the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn app, Radio Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Locked on Cubs. And for some reason, if you can't find us, tell your smart speaker or your, when you get in your car to play podcast Locked on Cubs to find all our great content. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked on Cubs. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Cubs Insider on YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Uh, it was a cold, cold 5-2 loss here against the Pirates as the Cubs' bats just couldn't wake up. Um, I've got a picture pulled up here right now of Len Casper and uh, Jim Deshaies in the press box. Uh, and, yeah, they're cold. Um, you can see it looks like they've both got space heaters, gloves. JD's got, I, I think he's got a blanket as a scarf. I'm not quite sure. Hats, gloves, all the... All the things you would expect from a very cold game or a very cold day in Chicago. Obviously, 41 degrees for most people that are in Chicagoland isn't very cold, but for a you know group of people that have to sit in a room and talk about baseball as guys swing bats while it's cold is not fun. Um, you can see a couple times Javier Baez had a double in this game at some point. And he was shaking his hands because it's flat out it sucks to swing a baseball bat when it's this cold uh, i've played multiple games when it's been 40 55 even 50 degrees is kind of chilly sometimes with the wind going across uh, obviously there was a crosswind today um kept a lot of balls from going for the cubs and a lot of balls in the park unfortunately um for the pirates they were able to get a couple out of here so but like i was saying the bats couldn't wake up really um jason hayward had three hits on the day but Overall, no one else was really hitting relatively well. You um, Darvish on the bump didn't look terrible. We'll talk about his line first before we recap the game. Five and a third innings, five hits, five runs, four earned, four strikeouts, no walks, but two home runs. Um, he looked okay. Still, I mean, it's a work in progress, as unfortunate as it is to see. Um, he still can't locate his fastball relatively well. His breaking balls were good. He got a lot of swings and misses, was inducing some soft contact. That was a positive, but overall, it just didn't look correct still. It doesn't look 100% right. Um, that being said, the Pirates didn't really challenge. They just happened to get a couple balls up and out. Uh, in the first inning, Francisco Cervelli just kind of hit a ball that drifted and drifted and just kept carrying until... Uh, Kyle Schulberg looked up at it and it was gone. Uh, early on, 
Pirates take a one nothing lead here. And the third inning, Starling Marte teed off on a home run while Jordan Lyles is on base to extend the lead to 3 to nothing. Um, the Cubs were held scoreless until the fifth inning when Jason Hayward hit a ball into center field. He stays hot. He had three hits in today's game. He's looked great. Uh, Hayward on the season so far, incredible start to the year. He's batting 371, 452 on base, a 714 slugging. That gives him an OPS of 1,167. He's got four home runs, nine RBIs, uh, walking more than he struck it out. He's got two stolen bases. Hayward's putting together a really good season so far. Um, that bottom half of that lineup, he's really kind of thriving in that in that moment. Um, everyone else, unfortunately, could not do much. Uh, Jason Hayward hit that home run, obviously, shortly after in the sixth inning. Josh Bell hit a, I believe it was a single, into right field. Starling Marte scored. Francisco Cervelli moved to third. And then shortly after that, Kyle Ryan, who came to replace uh, Darvish after he gave up you know, some hard contact, didn't give up another home run, but obviously wasn't fooling anyone, got pulled, and Kyle Ryan had a error on a missed pickoff attempt that Cervelli was able to score, and the Pirates went up 5-2. to two. Cubs had a chance in the eighth inning. Javier Baez had a double after, I believe, Chris Bryant singled and Anthony Rizzo walked to put runners on first and second. Bryant was able to score from third as Baez kind of just poked a ball and pulled it on the left field side over the third baseman's head and just kind of followed the foul line down the line a little bit. It was corralled quickly enough so Rizzo couldn't score, had to hold up at third. Cubs couldn't do much. The Cubs actually stranded. uh, They had three pretty good chances to score today. I felt like were the only real chances they had to do much, and they just couldn't do anything with it. Third inning with Hayward and Almora on second and third. The Cubs struck out twice, being Darvish and Descalso, and then Bryant flew out to end that inning. In the seventh inning, Contreras had walked. Jason Hayward hit a ball, teed off on it, and it just went right to Starling Marte in center field. I don't think there was a ball hit harder tonight. Um, Baez also in the second inning after the Cubs went down 1-2-3 in the first inning before had a ball that he hit. That sounded like it was gone, and even uh, Len Casper said on the broadcast that that ball, if this was that ball was hit in June or July in the summer, that's gone. That's probably three, four rows deep in, into the, the bleachers, but it hangs up and it's about 60 feet away from being a home run. Um, there's a couple balls the Cubs hit today that could have definitely left the field, but with the wind swirling, it just gets caught up in there. You can't really hit a ball high. You've got to really just it's got to be a laser or just kind of a lazy ball that gets carried out on the right wind. And that's what we saw with Cervelli's home run. Uh, obviously, Jason Hayward hit a freaking laser to center field. And then that last chance, obviously, in the eighth inning, when Baez hit that double, they had runners on third and second with the one out and obviously couldn't convert. But that was the game. Essentially, the Cubs couldn't figure out Felipe Vasquez as most people can. You throw 100 miles an hour when it's 40 degrees out no one's touching you. Um, obviously, he had four strikeouts was effective in an inning and two-thirds, kind of sealed this game up for the for the Pirates, and that was all she wrote. The Cubs were having some good slings, and they had good plate appearances. I still felt like Darvish's outing wasn't terrible. Um, it just, it, 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 this was just a day that it felt like everything was fighting the Cubs, and, and nothing really went their way. Some other good news, at least, the, the bullpen looked relatively good as well. Kyle Ryan came in in two-thirds of an inning, had to clean up after Darvish a little bit, and you know, obviously had the throwing air, but didn't allow an earned run. Alan Webster, Tyler Chatwood, and Tim Collins, who was called up after John Lester was sent down to the 10-day IL. Um, I know I talked about this on the broadcast or on the podcast on Tuesday. Uh, John Lester obviously got hurt in the home opener. He is heading to the 10-day DL, and Tyler Chatwood is stepping into his place. So it was interesting to see him start in this game or come into this game, but obviously. 
He's not going to be starting until, I believe, Sunday. He's got a little bit of time here. So I can't imagine we'll see Chatwood too much more beyond that, you know, barring any crazy circumstances. But, um, you know, bullpen looked okay. Things are starting to settle down, at least for the Cubs. You can see where things can build off of here. This game, disappointing. I, I consider it a wash just how cold it was. Hopefully we shouldn't have any more cold games like that in Wrigley. I think what really kills the players is the wind. When the wind's going across the field like that, even when you're just standing, it sucks. You know, you just, you're frozen. It's never, you never feel comfortable out there. And obviously that affected the Cubs quite a bit. And even like, like Cole Hamels was talking about how he was meeting up with Trevor Williams, who was on the Pirates, and they apparently went to the same high school, both from San Diego, uh, made a comment about how they were meeting up in a cold day at Wrigley Field. It just felt like everyone was very aware of how cold it was and were trying to do the best they could to kind of avoid it. Outside of Kyle Schwarber, who struck out four times today and was the only guy I saw that was in short sleeves. I don't think there's much correlation there, but also um, why? why? <laughs> you know, obviously the tough guy route isn't working out for you there, Schwarber. So um, the Cubs will, you know, unfortunately try and win this series now at least they, they could have really benefited from a sweep but you know you still have a chance to win this series for thursday um hopefully things can pan out it'll be jose quintana and joe musgrove so we'll preview that and more here in the second segment but before we do that we do have a quick word from our sponsor blue chew guys let's talk about sex remember the days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever a moment arises. This isn't, now this isn't, now this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most guys talk a big game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help you follow through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, you've got a, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free using special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Lockdown Cubs. Welcome back to Lockdown Cubs. Here in the second segment, we're going to preview Thursday's finale with the Pirates as Joe Musgrove will face Jose Quintana. Uh, Quintana in his last start was not great. Uh, he took the loss in Milwaukee, only managed to go three innings, gave up eight earned runs on eight hits. Uh, had three walks, three home runs. Not a great outing for Quintana against Milwaukee. Um, prior to that, though, uh, he had a decent outing where he went four innings in relief against the Rangers uh, for you Darvish that struggled. And I thought he looked okay. Had eight strikeouts and three walks. I, I thought he looked good. And I, I thought I really think this is the year that Quintana probably puts it all together. At least I, I feel like this could be his best season as a Cub. They really need him to be now at this point with how tumultuous the rotation has been so far outside of John Lester. In his most recent outing against the Pirates last year, he was able to go five innings, took a no decision. He's actually had a no decision in his last three starts against the Pirates. But uh, in his last start last year, went five innings, gave up four hits, two runs, only managed to go, like I said, that five innings, 74 pitches, um, gave up two solo shots, wasn't looking great. The Pirates don't necessarily see him super well, though. Um, 
looking at just some of the numbers here against Quintana, there's a couple guys that are OPSing a thousand, but only in a couple of bats. The rest of them not too great. Uh, Starling Marte's got an OPS of 453 against him. So um, it the Milky Cabrera has seen him quite a few times. Obviously a former teammate with him, but everyone else, you know, maybe a couple a couple games, three four games at most. Um, they haven't seen Quintana a ton, so maybe that helps him in this start. Who knows? Um, Joe Musgraves, on the other hand, has had a pretty good start to the season so far. Uh, he's thrown nine innings, three hits, has one run, six or excuse me, nine strikeouts in his last start against Cincinnati. He's able to go seven innings, gave up just three hits, no earned runs, eight strikeouts, one walk. Um, so in good numbers at least. Uh, Musgroves, though, uh, the Cubs actually see him relatively well, which is great to hear. Um, Bryant in seven games is OPSing 1229. Contreras is OPSing 906 games. Hayward sees him relatively well in nine games, OPSing 819. That's great to hear as he continues to swing the bat well. Um, Rizzo doesn't see Musgrave super well, um, only OPSing 300. So, um, this looks like a matchup that, that favors the Cubs. It really should. At least every matchup against the Pirates should favor the Cubs at this point. So, uh, good news there. Um, obviously they'll wrap up the series and then they'll welcome Mike Trout, hopefully in the angels who exited, I believe Wednesday's game, no announcement yet on how long he's going to be out, but, um, hopefully the Cubs get a chance to see Mike Trout, but with the weather and everything kind of fighting against him as he's got a groin injury here right now, I would be surprised if we see him particularly because it looks like there might be snow this weekend in Chicago, because of course there'll be snow in April. Why wouldn't there be? So, um, Unfortunate news for the Cubs there, but at least uh, if they can take home this series, it could be an easier matchup against an Angels team that's already dealing with quite a few injuries. So um, there's good news there. Um, taking a look at what happened outside of just this game today, uh, Anthony Rizzo was awarded his gold glove prior to the game today, which was nice to see. Um, looks like he had some family members. His wife was there, of course. That was always, that's. I mean, it's awesome to see those guys get those awards. It's always fun. And Rizzo, I mean, has been deserving of a gold glove for a bit, so it was great to finally see him get that. Uh, Forbes released a list saying that every team in baseball is now worth at least $1 billion and that the Cubs are currently the most, or third most profitable franchise in terms of operating costs at $87 million. Um, of course, this was released on Twitter, and everyone's initial response was, well, why haven't they signed Greg Kimbrell? How come they couldn't get Bryce Harper? Blah, blah, blah. The two teams on top of them right now are the Dodgers and Phillies at 95 and $94 million. That makes sense. White Sox just below them, though, because the Giants and Reds are tied. Red Sox, excuse me, are tied for $84 million. White Sox at $76 million. Um, surprising to see him there. Obviously, big market for Chicago, but not necessarily huge. Um, following outside of the south side so that was good to see and then there was an interesting conversation that was going on uh, on twitter today about hap versus elmore in center field our friend jared willis kind of put out the idea that obviously elmore not hitting really well i think he's batting 219 on the season he's got eight strikeouts and no extra base hits hap not doing much better in iowa he's got nine strikeouts and 27 at bats um, obviously, small sample size. Alex Cohen, who does the radio for the Iowa Cubs, chimed in and said, you know, if you're going to weigh his batting average after six games as an argument against Hap, you have to look at the RBI totals and runners scoring position. He's put together some really good at-bats, most of them in high-leverage situations. Obviously, Jared, you know, told him I defer to your judgment. He sees them every day. We're just looking at numbers. Um, Cohen, a big fan of both. Obviously, seen both these guys come through Iowa, but uh, Hap, He's got a good point, has had some good at-bats in Iowa, just looking at some of the box scores and whatnot. But overall, none of these guys are really 
grabbing the position by the horns here. And, you know, a lot of people, that was kind of their gripe with sending Hap down to the minors. And I was talking to a friend, and his kind of take on the whole thing was that the Cubs might see more potential in Ian Hap. They, they, they might feel like long-term-wise, Ian Hap has more to gain from spending some time in the minors and seasoning than Albert Almora does. And to an extent, I would agree. I mean, if you feel like Hap is the better player and ultimately fits your, I guess, long-term goals, he probably does make a little more sense to try and get him seasoned and work with him more and put more effort into him, essentially, to see if he turns into the player that you hope he can be. Because a switch-hitting center fielder with Pop obviously adds more than a pretty good-hitting center fielder who would you know plays pretty good defense obviously in Elmora so um there's kind of questions all over the place here right now um particularly center field not one of them but yeah obviously at some point Ian Happ should be back up here with his club but you'd expect him to get probably more than six games with Iowa you'd probably want to see more than two weeks with the 25-man roster with the big league club um so I can't imagine changes are coming quite yet but if Elmora can't seem to hit more than just singles uh, obviously him in the leadoff spot he doesn't have a great on base percentage either so there's a lot of questions i have with this team right now and I, I think it's good that they're letting some of these guys play right now but yeah elmore's 263 on base percentage isn't going to cut it especially if he's going to lead off in games where they're facing left-handed batters uh, or pitchers excuse me so uh i i i think he, like i've said before here i think the cubs have to kind of figure out what they have in these players and, and decide for themselves is this a guy that's going to be worth x amount when we have to pay him is this a guy we want to work with more to get him to be at this level is this a guy we feel can do x y and z um you've got a plenty of those guys in the bullpen but you also got a ton of those guys in the field too and your your schwarbers almoros obviously hap is another guy addison russell when he comes off his suspension um you've got a lot of questions for guys even wilson Contreras, who's kind of i think quieted some of that down he's cooled off a little bit since he was hot from this weekend before he's batting only 276 but he's still got a 432 on base percentage and he's still ops and over a thousand so still pretty solid before we wrap the show up here let's do a quick enterl central standings update currently the Brewers are sitting at the top of the division eight and four. The Pirates, who improved to six and four with a win today, are now just a game behind the, the Brewers for second place. Cardinals tied with the Pirates right now at seven and five. They're just a game behind both the Pirates and the Brewers for first place. The Cubs tied for last place right now with the Reds. Both teams at three and eight, four and a half back in the division here right now. Um, obviously, the Cubs have three home games against the. The Angels coming up here as well as another game with the Pirates. Still plenty of time to make up this game or make up the ground. Let's hope some home cooking happens here for the Cubs. So maybe they can win two games in a row. Who knows? But that will about do it here for Lockdown Cubs. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Cubs on the new Himalaya podcasting app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Lockdown Cubs. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. Follow our YouTube channel and our show, Talking Cubs. You can follow the Twitter handle, Talking Cubs Show, on Twitter, obviously. And then look for our YouTube channel that's now partnered with Cubs Insider. Search Cubs Insider on YouTube. Find all our great content there. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Thanks for tuning in to your daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. And let's hope the Cubbies can win a series here, huh?